And now we move to the second hadith. Hadith number 10. عن نعيم المجمر عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال إن أمتي يدعون يوم القيامة غرا محجلين من آثار الوضوء فمن استطاع منكم أن يطيل غرته فليفعل وفي لفظ لمسلم رأيت أبا هريرة يتوضأ فغسل وجهه ويديه حتى كاد يبلغ المنكبين ثم غسل رجليه حتى رفع إلى الساقين ثم قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن أمتي يدعون يوم القيامة غرا محجلين من آثار الوضوء فمن استطاع منكم أن يطيل غرته وتحجيله فليفعل وفي لفظ لمسلم سمعت خليلي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول تبلغ الحلية من المؤمن حيث يبلغ الوضوء in the hadith from Nuaym al-Mujmir from Abi Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him from the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam that he had said in ummati yud'awna yawm al-qiyama my ummah will be called or would come on the day of resurrection ghurram muhajjaleen meaning with blazing they will come with blazing forehead and bright hands and feet on account of perfect ablution on account of perfect ablution and in a narration from Muslim I had seen Abu Huraira making wudu so he washed his face and his hands until he almost reached his shoulders then he washed his feet including his chank then he said I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying inna ummati my ummah would come on the day of resurrection ghurram muhajjaleen blazing with bright faces hands and feet on account of their wudu because of their perfect ablution so, man istata'a Faman istata'a So he who can afford among you An yutila ghurratahu wa tahjilahu falyaf'al He who can afford among you Let him increase the brightness of his forehead And that of his hands and legs And in another narration of Muslim سمعت خليلي I heard خليلي my خليل the chosen beloved صلى الله عليه وسلم saying quote تبلغ الحلية من المؤمن حيث يبلغ الوضوء in a believer adornment الحلية would reach the places where ablution reaches first the narrators Nu'aym al-Mujmir Nu'aym is Nu'aym bin Abdullah al-Mujrim al-Mujmir Thiqa trustworthy from the tabi'een from the successors to the companions and 
he was nicknamed by this name Al-Mujmir as well as his father because each one of them used to يجمر مسجد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يبخره used to make the perfume the masjid of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم Abu Huraira his biography preceded in a former hadith the subject of this hadith is making clear the merits of wudu and its reward the merits of wudu and its reward in the beginning of the hadith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inna ummati umma my umma and we should know that the Ummah in Sharia comes to mean one of four meanings the Ummah in the texts may have one of the four meanings the first Ummah meaning Imama leadership first Ummah means Imama, that is leadership. Like in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states about Ibrahim alayhi salam, Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan qanitan lillah, hanifan, walam yaku min al mushrikeen, as in Surah Al Nahl, chapter 16, verse 120. This is the first meaning. Ummah means imama, leadership. Inna Ibrahima, verily Ibrahim was an ummah, a leader. Qanitan lillah, hanifan, walam yaku min al mushrikeen. Verily Ibrahim was an ummah, a leader. Now, the second meaning. The second meaning, Ummah means period of time, period of time. This is like in Surah Yusuf, Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, verse 45. Then the man who was released, now at length remembered after a time the third meaning the third meaning of Ummah is Al-Jama'ah the group community like in Surah Fatir chapter 35 and there was never there never was a nation but a warner had passed among them a nation, a community, a group 
This is the third meaning. The fourth meaning, the fourth meaning is al-millah wa-deen. It means the deen, the religion. As in Surah Al-Anbiya, chapter 21, verse 92, verse 92, These are the four meanings of Ummah. This Ummah, this your deen, is one deen. And I am your Lord, therefore worship me alone. These are the four meanings. When the term Ummah comes in the text, it could mean one of them. Now, when the term Ummah is added to the Prophet when the term Ummah is added to the Prophet name, then it covers first Ummat al-Da'wa the Ummah the nation, the community to whom the Da'wa is addressed and this covers mankind and jinn and this covers mankind and jinn they are addressed by the da'wah of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Qala al-Nabiyya alayhi salatu wasalam, the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, by the one in whose hand is my soul, none of this ummah, a Jew or a Christian, would hear of me and in another narration with my message on my hear of my message and does not believe in that which I had brought except that he will be from the dwellers of hell except that he will be of the dwellers of hell so this is evidence that for example in this case the Jews and the Christians are addressed by the da'wah of the Prophet so this refers to the Ummah, Ummah al-Da'wah, the nation addressed. The second, when it is added to the Prophet والسلام, it also covers Ummah al-Ijaba, the people who accepted his message and believed in him, and believed in him alayhi salatu wasalam. So this regards the term Ummah which came in this hadith. So the Ummah of the Muhammad وسلم, or Muhammad meaning the believers in him would come on the day of resurrection with brightness, with blazing foreheads, bright hands and feet on account of perfect ablution. Their faces will be bright. Their hands and their legs and feet the overall explanation of this hadith therefore is 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala particularized this ummah with certain specifications in this life and in the hereafter and to none else except them and from this is the great distinction of this ummah that will occur on the day of resurrection they will come with their foreheads and their faces bright their hands and their feet bright because of the wudu the perfection of wudu ablution which they did in this life as an act of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one free of all imperfection the most high and because of their magnification of the salah and in this hadith Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that تبلغ الحلية من المؤمن حيث يبلغ الوضوء the hilya the adornments the adornments within which the believer will be adorned with on the day of resurrection would reach the places where ablution reaches and the hilya includes on the day of resurrection the gold the silver and the pearls we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be for us to be from those adorned on the day of resurrection by the hilya the points of benefit of this hadith number one affirming the resurrection on the day of resurrection and the recompense taking place on that day the second point of benefit the virtue and the merits of this ummah in that they will come on the day of resurrection with brightened faces hands and feet the third that they will be adorned with the adornments on the day of resurrection and the fourth benefit is the merits of wudu and it is because of the wudu and the perfection of the wudu that the believers will be rewarded with these great rewards and in this hadith there is a practical benefit which some scholars concluded and that is increasing the washing beyond the obligatory part beyond the obligatory extent in which in, in washing the face and the hands and the feet in order what to increase the brightness 
this is one opinion the second opinion that this should not be sought because the part of the hadith where it said فَمَنْ اسْتَطَاعَ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ يُطِيلَ غُرَّتَهُ وَتَحْجِيلَهُ فَلْيَفْعَلْ He who can afford among you let him increase the brightness of his forehead and that of his hands and legs that this is from the saying of Abu Hurairah that this is from the saying of Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه and thus one should not exceed the limits of the face and the hands and the ankles except with something light not extensive and this is just to be on the precautionary side why? because they said that this constituted the statement from Abu Hurairah and this brings the end of the explanation of this hadith now the questions related to this hadith answer please by true or false the following statements statement A the narrator Nu'aym al-Mujmir is a companion the narrator Nu'aym al-Mujmir is a companion Sahabi second what is the meaning of al-Khalil you know in the hadith in one of the narrations Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him said Sami'tu Khalili I heard my Khalil meaning the Prophet what is the meaning of Khalil what is the meaning of Khalil third question the hadith indicated Two rewards for the believers on the day of resurrection. What are they? The hadith indicated two rewards for the believers on the day of resurrection. What are they? These are the three questions regarding this hadith. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi وصحبه وسلم